Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, Christy Puddock of Pack Your Pixie Dust and the DCL Podcast comes on to talk to us about club-level rooms at Walt Disney World. What are they? What benefits do you get for upgrading to club-level rooms? And how much do they cost? Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Special thank you to Caitlin Bensick for leaving your recent review. If you'd like to support the podcast and receive bonus content, check us out at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. And you can email us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at WDW Deciphered or find us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So today we are going to be talking about club room access at Disney World hotels, something that Leslie and I have never done. So we brought in Christy from Pack Your Pixie Dust and also the DCL podcast, my favorite Disney Cruise Line podcast that's out there. She records that with Steve Creasy, who has been on our podcast before talking about Run Disney. But Christy is here to talk to us about club room because she has a lot of experience with that. Christy, welcome to Disney Decipher. Thanks so much for coming on today. Hi, thanks for having me, you guys. I was talking to you offline and also, you know, from following you on Twitter and also, you know, we chat sometimes. I know that you are staying club level a lot. So thanks so much for coming and bringing the knowledge because, Leslie, you've never stayed club level at a Disney Resort World or Land, correct? That's right. I think we've established that you and I are both a little bit cheap, but I'm definitely considering it at some point um, in the very near future. So I am going to be devouring all that you have to say, Christy, with uh, a lot of attention because I really do want to know what the story is. Yes, we are cheap, although both of us came off of trips to Alani. So we're also hypocrites. Well, you like nice things. I think you will see some value depending on how you tour with the club level experience after this chat. Yeah, so why don't you kick us off? Just tell us, like, what is club level? I think it's something that the normal guest, when you're kind of booking your Disney vacation, you might not even know that exists. So um, why don't you let us know, you know, when people say stay in club level at Disney, what does that even mean? So club level is typically an extra floor, a, a separate floor at a Disney Deluxe Resort and also Coronado Springs, the Grand Destino Tower, that offers what they would call concierge services. So there's a lounge. I think the biggest perk of club level stays is this lounge. And then there are also cast members at the entrance of the floor that will answer questions and things like that. So in a quick nutshell, I think that's what club level is. It's a separate level at your deluxe hotels that offer you maybe a plussed up experience at your Disney hotel. So before we dive into more of the details, um, what hotels have you stayed club level in in your Disney experience? I just want to get a sense of the the, the range of your uh, of your experience, so we can talk about differences as well. So I haven't stayed at the Grand Destino Tower yet; it's only a few weeks old when we've recorded this. But I also haven't stayed at the Beach Club or the Contemporary. But I have stayed at the rest: so Wilderness Lodge, Grand Floridian, Main Building, Yacht Club, the Poly. Animal Kingdom. Wow, that's commitment. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) and I'm super jealous and kind of want to do that for myself (laughs) now on my vacations. Um, Well, tell us about, you know, there's a separate floor, it sounds like. Uh, Are the rooms any different than the standard rooms that you'd find um, at a Disney World hotel? For the most part, they are the same room. 
So they sometimes include additional amenities in the room. Like we've had sunblock randomly. We've had the foot lotion. And sometimes you receive those things in the regular rooms. But if there is an extra amenity that can be provided, they will put it in the room. But the room sizes are the exact same. They do have other room sizes. So they have deluxe rooms. So those are going to be bigger. But for your basic club level room, they are the same size. Got it. So we've gone over all the resorts where it's offered. I'm really curious about this new Grandestino options, this weird hybrid uh, uh, moderate meets deluxe resort. So yeah, can we take a, uh, we'll have to get you back. Yeah. Can we take a little yeah. aside? That tower looks really cool. And some of the views look awesome. I don't know if you guys have checked that out yet. I've checked out pictures. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> None of us have been there, Joe. <laughs> that's <laughs> Not, what I mean. I mean, the, it's been open like two weeks. The pictures look really cool. Like I'm, I'm almost thinking of changing one of my upcoming trips to stay there just to, you know, for the podcast. Yeah, for sure. You have to research. My husband and I are staying in a standard tower room in October. So I'll at least get to see the experience and maybe I'll try to get upgraded when I arrive to see if something's available. All right. So let's get back on track. You know, you said sometimes you get other things, uh, extras like sunblock and stuff in the hotel room, but obviously people stay club level for more than that. So, you know, what are the other benefits you get when you stay club level? The lounge is the biggest perk. So the lounge has a continental breakfast. It has evening appetizers, which are heavy appetizers. You can absolutely make that a meal. They have snacks in the afternoon. For anybody older than a child, you could not make the afternoon snack a meal, I don't think. I mean, really, unless you just don't eat much. So they really just have snacks. But then they also have Uncrustables, so kids can make that a meal. And I suppose adults that eat Uncrustables. So they have the heavy appetizers in the evening, and then they have desserts as well later in the evening, which is nice. And they also have alcohols. Well, beer and wine all day long, and then cordials as well. And you can actually request the cordials. Anytime you want. So if you want some Kahlua or Baileys in your coffee in the morning to start your day, you can get that. Wow. So beer and wine is included. Is that what you're saying? It is. Wow. Okay. Well, this is, the, I can start starting to see the value for <laughs> a certain type of guest, right? <laughs> not not <For> us. <laughs> and my husband doesn't drink any alcohol whatsoever and he just doesn't like the taste. And so he loves club level though. Every time he is has a preference as to where he stays. If he can stay club level, he'll take it. And he doesn't do it for the alcohol. So he loves the convenience of the lounge. And then I can sit and have a glass of wine. In the evening, so they only put the beer and wine out in the evening, but you can actually get the alcohol all day long. Paint us a picture of like, how big are these lounges, you know, and do they get crowded? You know, what does it look like in there? Because, you know, at some hotels that have executive lounges, you know, they can get super crowded, but then some of them are like super dead. So, you know, what's kind of your impression about how busy these places get and how crowded they can be? I would say around 730 or eight o'clock in the morning, it's a little bit crowded because people are trying to grab their breakfast, which is frankly one of the best perks of it. It's so easy eating that breakfast in the morning. So it's a little bit crowded right then as people are grabbing their breakfast before they go to the park. And the size varies on the, at the by the location. So the Animal Kingdom Lounge is huge. It is absolutely the largest one that I can think of. And it has a ton of seating, way more seating than they have rooms, in my opinion. But then they also always have a little TV, which when my son was like maybe one and a half, we were trying to limit his TV and screen time. That TV frustrated me because it was always on and it grabbed the kids' attention and things like that. But now my kid's six and it's like the best thing on the planet because he will run right up to the TV and sit in the little tiny kid chairs that they have there. And all the other little kids sit all around and they just sit and talk or 
color and watch their little TV. It's so adorable. Um, so there's always a little kid TV section and they have Disney Junior typically playing. They usually don't have volume. And then sometimes they have a small, really small, like little tiny kid ear volume that, you know, that they can hear. And the rooms, like I said, they're different. So they're there's usually a food area where they have all the food out and then they'll change that out throughout the day. The lounge is open from, well, not the lounge, but the concierge cast members that are there are there from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. But the food offerings are divided throughout the day. So there's usually an, a period of time where they'll be cleaning up and there won't be any food, but you can you, you can always get drinks still. So if you want bottles of water, which some lounges have and some lounges don't. That's the only thing. I don't know why they don't make that universal, that you know what you're going to get at each of the lounges. But at a minimum, you can get a craft of water filled up. So you can get that all throughout day so that you can have um, non-Florida tap water, taste water in your room. Oh, very nice. One last question kind of regarding the lounge. You know, Leslie and I are often taking our kids on the forced march of happiness, trademark <laughs> Dizzy Deciphered. And so- you know, we, I guess, at least speaking for myself, there's a lot of times where I'm not spending a lot of time at the hotel. So would you say that staying club level is something more for people who are taking it at a slower pace or like going back to rest uh, a bit more than usual, you know, because if you're trying to hit a lot of attractions, I assume you don't have as much time to kind of spend and enjoy the lounge. So because the club level opens in the morning and then stays open until 10 o'clock, you can still do the the all-day Disney park, and get some value out of it. Frankly, the middle-of-the-day offerings are the least exciting that they have. The goldfish crackers, and sometimes they have crudite, but the goldfish and the chocolate chip cookies, in my opinion, aren't that exciting. So it's the stuff that you can get and also take back to your room. Like most of them have refrigerators where you can grab Cokes or whatever beverage that they offer. So you could take it to your room. Milk, you can have that in your room. So to me, I like the idea that I can grab a carton of milk without having to go down to the gift shop and pay $5 for a half gallon that you're going to need to do several times. They'll just give you either a big carafe of milk or little containers of milk for however many you need. And they have different types. So I just like the variety. You can still get value out of it, even if most of the time you're in the park. You grab your breakfast before you leave in the morning. And at 945, you can come back and grab dessert before they shut it down and some wine for the adults after the fireworks. So I'm just thinking about timing in the morning. Is there enough time to eat breakfast, then take Disney transportation and get to a park for an early extra magic hour? Well, how long does it take you to eat your breakfast? Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Fair so, enough. <laughs> it depends. Well, for the, and for the early extra magic hours, those are going to be trickier because the lounge opens up at seven. So if you can get in and grab for everybody in your party and get out of there by seven ten or seven fifteen, then you can make it happen. Otherwise, I presume a, a minivan might be helpful too. So <laughs> if you're really just living like the good life, yeah, I can't bring myself to pay the four times the price for the minivan anymore. Back when it was $20, then I was much happier taking the minivan. But now when I'm comparing the lift prices versus the minivan prices, they're literally four times the price for every ride. Yeah, it's shocking. And now that my you know youngest is getting to the age where we don't have to have the you know five-point harness car seat, then uh, Uber and Lyft are looking looking a lot better. Yes, same. I like the I like a car seat when we're on a highway, but I'll do without it for the five minutes that we're driving around Disney World property. 
Yes, yes. But we digress. Sorry to digress. Back to club level. So I, I know a little bit about this because I, I read about it, but I know one of the big benefits of club level are, are this extra fast pass privilege. So have you taken advantage? Tell us what that is. Oh, man, we did on our last trip. And it is so great that it really just makes you want to have club level every time just to have that. But one thing to note that this is still considered by Disney to be in a test. So it is not an official perk and they could take it away at any time. So it'd be one you have to be careful about booking a club level stay just for the fast pass perk. But what it is, is you can make three additional fast passes for $50 per person per day for at least three days. And there's no exclusions by tiers on those fast passes. So when you go to Hollywood Studios, you can get all of your Toy Story fast passes and you are not restricted because of tiers. Yeah, that's game changing now that the Hollywood Studios fast pass tiers are cha- are changing and uh, everything's in tier one, right? For real. Um, and Epcot, But the problem is you only get three extra plus your one. So you would get four tier one fast passes. Your other two fast passes for Hollywood Studios are just wasted. For Epcot, it's also great because obviously their top rides are all in tier one as well. And then are you stuck in one park or can you do like... I know for your original three, like the standard three that everyone gets for free, uh, it all has to be in the same park. But for these kind of, uh, um, I guess, add-on fast passes at club level, can you do one at Hollywood Studios, one at Epcot, one at Magic Kingdom, or are you still constrained to the one park? So I don't know the answer to that. If you can use them from one park to another, or if you can even select your three fast passes and then have your other three fast passes be at another park. When Signature Services is actually, they don't have any other benefit, frankly, Signature Services that's useful, except for the fact that they'll set up your fast passes. Because they advertise that as a club level perk, you can call them and they'll make your dining reservations and your fast pass reservations. But they don't arrive in the office until nine o'clock and they don't see anything that you can't see. So they're useless for that benefit, but they will make your fast passes at the 90 day mark before the end of your trip. And so that's how it started. It's not 90 days from the beginning. It's 90 days from the end. They make all those fast passes, but I honestly don't know the answer to whether you can divide them up. And if you ever had to make any changes to those fast passes, do you have to call like back to the same number to, to make modifications? Can you do it in my Disney experience? Unfortunately, you have to call and then you're you're stuck with what's available. So during our trip in April, when we stayed at the Wilderness Lodge Club level, there was one Fast Pass reservation that we didn't want at the time that it was set. And it was one of their three Fast Passes. And we had to call and they, and they couldn't find anything else. And so that is not convenient. You can see the, your other three Fast Passes in the app, but you can't see those original three or the the club level bought three. You can't even see them in the app when you're, so you can't even, you have to like have an itinerary separately or something to keep track. Yeah. Do the window, the rules about like fast pass windows overlapping, do those apply to these additional three fast passes? Like, you know, you have to get one from nine to 10, one from 10 to 11, one from 11 to 12, or can you overlap them? No, you can't overlap that, overlap them. And also you can't even overlap your dining reservations. So now My Disney Experience will let you overlap a a little bit more with your dining reservations and your Fast Passes, but the Signature Services people were super strict about that. 
But like you can figure it out. So at the Magic Kingdom, for example, it's so easy to ride a million other things while and do shows and stuff like that while you're waiting for your fast pass window to show up. And then like what we did at Hollywood Studios is we waited till the end of the one fast pass window. And so we did that experience and then we were able to hop right to the next experience. And then while waiting for the third one, we went and did something else. Like we did the Lightning McQueen experience and stuff like that that you don't need a fast pass for. Got it. So does, does having these extra extra fast passes, does it require you to do more planning, less planning, or basically about the same because you're juggling <laughs> that much more, but you have the benefit of, of more fast passes? So ahead of time, it's a little bit more because you have to f- really figure out how you're going to spend your day. But then once you're there, I feel like it was less planning. So it was just, okay, now we have this hour or two hours if we want to maximize the front and the back of the fast pass time. So what do we want to do? And for those days, for our April trip specifically, my son wanted to play in this fountain for a really long time. And it was perfect because we knew we had these two hour windows, right? Like you can hit the one fast pass and then you have basically an hour and a half before you make sure you line up for the next fast pass. And so he could do whatever he wanted. He could play in that fountain for an hour. So that... it brought a, a much higher, um, much greater level of convenience. And the the lack of waiting in line, it really does spoil you. Yeah, that probably trumps everything. <laughs> For real. Being able to skip the lines. And that's what's so great about the lounge, frankly, is that it's so convenient. Like you walk out your room. In one of our hotels, we were three rooms away from the lounge. So you just pop out and grab something. and can. It's so convenient. So I think that... Brings us to our kind of ultimate question, you know, why do you like to stay club level for you and your family? Kind of what are the reasons that you choose to stay club level? I know you don't, every single one of your trips isn't club level, but on a lot of your trips, you uh, opt to stay club level. We find it convenient. We find that the lounge is a great, lovely place to relax. We actually save some money. So for us, I think it was our April trip where literally every time we bought a meal, it was $150, but we could avoid buying a meat. We could avoid eating and paying in restaurant prices for every time that we could work it out to eat in the club level lounge. So you can eat your dinner in the club level lounge. And obviously I've already said you can eat your breakfast that saves money. So obviously you're paying for the club level, but then you can get it back if you work it. You know, you're supposed to work all of your Disney to make it to your advantage. You can work the lounge to make it to your advantage. You can take sippy cups of wine with you when you leave as well. Do you ever feel like you miss out on some of the dining experiences? I mean, that's a big reason that a lot of people go to Disney World is they, there's a lot of restaurants they want to give a try to. And you feel like, oh, I've got to get my money's worth out of the club level. And so I can't go make this reservation at you know Chef Mickey's because we're already paying for it. No. Well, for one, you can do those bigger dining experiences at lunch. So if you utilize lunch and then you're not even paying as much as dinner, and this will come into my do's and don'ts when we get to that later, The if you actually utilize lunch as your paid for big meal of the day, then you can avoid it. And yet we still go out to eat. We still went to Liberty Tree Tavern because I love that place and I want my turkey dinner. And so we'll pay and we just know that we're not going to experience the club lounge that evening. And that is okay as well. We don't eat every single meal in the club lounge. I think when your kids are young or like my kids are right now, and I know yours is like around six now. Is that right, Christy? Yes. Kind of the fanciness of the meals doesn't matter. And sometimes it's just convenience that is more important and you just want to kind of get food into their bodies. So, you know, that kind of makes sense. And then 
you're actually making me think when the kids are older, like teenagers, they can probably make a lot of hay with the amount of free food that they can get in a lounge. So uh, (laughs) yeah, that is an interesting way to think about it. Um, So, you know, that kind of brings us to, I guess, the ultimate question, you know, the cost. Obviously, we know that deluxe resorts are the most expensive resorts on property to begin with. How much more typically are you paying if you're upgrading to club level at a deluxe resort? I looked over a few different time periods and Wilderness Lodge pretty much to the T, no matter what time of year, seems to be $250 over the standard room price. Their club level, actually, I will say too, is remarkable. The staff there are incredible. They really go above and beyond. Yacht Club worked out to be about $250 more. The Grand Floridian Outer Building was $333 more. And then it just goes way up if you want to be in the main building. Animal Kingdom, here's your budget hotel for everybody, was only about $100 or $125 more to be in club level. That's, to me, a no-brainer. If you're going to have a Savannah room then have the Savannah room and club level. So everything's about $250 more. The Coronado Springs Grand Destino was only $150 more. And their offerings right now are the same and even better. So there's been pictures of the club level offerings there. They can buy those extra fast passes right now. And they are getting like eggs and bacon in the lounge. No other lounges have eggs and bacon. Well, the boardwalk does... Some weekend day, they'll have like some chef that makes something in the lounge that's hot. But for the most part, there's not a lot of hot foods like that besides like oatmeal or something like that. Well, that's definitely a hot tip. I I was pricing out Grand Destino myself if I've got a trip coming up in October and was thinking about making the switch. And, you know, it seems to be highly fluctuating right now. Like sometimes there's some amazing deals and sometimes they're not so amazing deals. So uh, I guess that's a, that's a hot tip. Look for, look for those sweet spots right now. These, I thought these new properties open, opening up, things are definitely in, in flux. Yeah. And the rooms, the biggest price, price searching I did, I did over spring break week, like the week before Easter, which is one of the most expensive times. That's where they block out your annual pass. If you have one of the Florida passes that have blackout dates. So it's when they expect the most people. So that's where most of this data is coming from. Got it. And so before your do's and don'ts, do you have out of the club level properties you've stayed at, do you have a favorite? Well, my overall favorite experience is the Grand, the Grand Floridian main building club level, because if you get one of the deluxe rooms off of the lobby, you can hear the band play from inside your room, which is just so if you had kids that had to go to bed early, which I had when we stayed there a few times, a couple of times we stayed there, you could be laying in bed while your little one's sleeping and listen to the orchestra play. So that to me is just my fondest memories, my my happiest club level experience. I definitely would like to go back there to experience that again. But I think overall, probably the Wilderness Lodge, just because they their staff really were amazing. Great to know. Well, let's close it out. Uh, we always end every episode with a Disney do or a Disney don't. So one sort of closing tip that we haven't discussed. Um, do you have a club level Disney do or Disney don't for us? So my quick Disney do is stay club level. See you next time. Yeah, short and sweet. <laughs> short, I like it. And my second Disney do is if you are staying at the Wilderness Lodge or any hotel, you can ask, but for sure they offer it at the Wilderness Lodge. If you are not staying club level, ask if they have space available because often for $100 a night in nearly every single 
person out there can find value for $100 a night, they will let you have club level access for your state. You won't be on that floor, but you can still have access to the club lounge. My Disney don't is if you are staying club level, don't get the dining plan. It is usually not cost effective to get the dining plan unless you are spending getting the most expensive meals and you are not going to get enough of the most expensive meals if you are staying club level because you have access to the lounge and your heavier meal will probably be in the afternoon. You also won't get any use out of the refillable drink cup. Well, you'll get a lot less use out of that because they have all of the soda included in the lounge. So all you have to do is pop up to the lounge if you're at the pool and grab whatever beverages you want. Fair enough. Joe and I are not not fans of the dining plan for the most part as is. So uh, certainly couldn't see splurging on, on that and uh, club level as well. So I think that's it. Unless you have any closing thoughts, Christy. I don't have any. In that case, why don't you let us know where people can find you? Tell us about your podcast and also tell us about your site. Okay, so I, as you said, podcast with Steve over at DCL Podcast, and we try to release a show every single week. And then I am on social media and in the world uh, under Pack Your Pixie Dust. So that is my website and sort of my screen name. And so I'd love to chat with you and learn why everybody else wants to go stay at club level. Are you guys going to try club level now after the show? I'm totally Uh sold. I mean, I don't think I needed. I don't think I needed to be sold, but I, it's got to be for the right trip for me. I think that's. I've got to find a trip where the the timing and you know who I'm with aligns with with the the benefits of it. For sure, I'm still pretty cheap, so we'll see. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, you guys. Yeah, and uh, Chrissy's being humble. Just if you do think about planning club level or planning. Disney vacations in general, Christy's also a travel agent. So uh, you didn't put that out there, Christy, but I'll put you out there. So if you're looking for someone to help you book your trips, check out Christy on Pack Your Pixie Dust and uh, also at the DCL podcast. Thanks so much for coming on, Christy. We really appreciate it. Thanks for telling us about Club Level. I will uh, let Leslie stay there so that we can talk about it on the podcast, but I don't have to pay extra money. (laughs) Well, and I'm happy to give you an experience or an update again in the future if you need. All right. Other than that, you can contact us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to support us, you can check us out on patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. Thank you, everyone who has left us reviews, who has contacted us. We really appreciate all of that. Other than that, thank you so much, Christy, again, for being on. Thank you so much, Leslie. We will talk to everyone again next week. And Leslie, I will see you at the Grand Floridian Club level. Thanks, Joe.